Watson first came into prominence with, of course, the the, the Jeopardy challenge, where we uh, leveraged the initial Watson technology to uh, be able to answer Jeopardy questions. And, and, um, and the idea is to enhance or augment human intelligence. I, you know, you. This and more on today's Communications Developer Zone as we talk about conversational chatbots in IBM Watson with Eric Anderson. Welcome to the Communications Developer Zone, a podcast exploring real-time communications and technology. I'm Alan Percy, your podcast host, and joining me today is a, is a very special guest, and Eric Anderson. He's an executive IT architect with the Interactive Experience Labs team at IBM. And uh, Eric, welcome to episode 33 of The Zone. I'm really, really glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Uh, really excited to be here. Well, I ran across Eric at Jeff Pulver's Monage event in Boston in October, uh, and he was presenting in one of the tracks on chatbots. And for those of you that are new to chatbots, um, they re- they're an interactive and automated agent that helps with uh, what are sometimes tedious and common questions that come up in web chat and text messaging exchanges. Uh, they often front end a conversation with a consumer, uh, answering easy questions for collecting basic information before engaging with a live agent. And so just a couple examples might be, you know, what are the hours for the downtown Chicago store? And of course, the chatbot would easily respond with the store hours and, and possibly even an address. Uh, with the increasing adoption of chat on websites and SMS, well-designed chatbots can offload a significant amount of work. Uh, leaving live agents to deal with more complex customer care issues. Uh, During many of the sessions focused on chatbots at the Monage event, Eric's session really stood out to me, uh, sharing some fascinating materials on how IBM is using Watson to help build intelligent chatbots, and I thought it would make a great topic uh, to cover here. So, um, Eric, I I thought it would be great to just, you know, if we could just start with an overview, a uh, brief overview of Watson and what IBM is doing with chatbots and how does it all fit together? Sure. Thank you, Alan. Um, yeah, so, so our Watson technology, I, I know there's often some, some, a lot of questions, confusion. Uh, you know, the, Watson first came into prominence with, of course, the, the, the Jeopardy challenge uh, about going on about five or six years ago now um, where we uh, leveraged the initial Watson technology uh, what was called deep QA to uh, be able to answer Jeopardy questions and and play in the game and uh, and we we won uh, the, the the Jeopardy challenge and uh, we were very proud of that uh, accomplishment with the Watson technology. What's uh, what's really amazing is Watson's really come a long ways since then. Um, at the time, Watson was really a single technology stack, right, suited for this particular uh, type of use case, playing Jeopardy and, and trained for that particular uh, situation. Very specialized. Uh, very specialized use case, but uh, we've now really repurposed it and broadened its capabilities significantly to the point where it's really a platform of technologies. And we really refer to it as our AI platform for business. Um, and really, it, it, it's, a, it's a set of cognitive capabilities, part of what we call our, our cognitive computing capabilities. Um, and the idea is to enhance or augment human intelligence. I, you know, you, you touched on that in the introduction. Uh, you know, leaving live agents to, uh, to to deal with more complex issues. I think that was a very very salient point, right? Because you know, our our purpose with AI technology is not to replace what people are doing, but 
to uh, enhance what people are doing and really augment their capabilities. Um, um, Watson technologies are built to understand, reason, and learn, right? Very different than kind of classic programmatic uh, systems. Um, and really their, their purpose is to, to mimic cognitive elements of human experience, do things like the human brain does, right? Like I said, understand, reason, learn, uh, mimic the senses, understanding natural language, uh, being able to speak, being able to hear, uh, being able to see, all of those type of, you know, being able to, to, to understand words and phrases, all of those different things, um, resulting in a platform that can, can do a very broad variety of things. I mean, we'll probably focus mostly on chatbots uh, here, but uh, really the Watson platform is, is there to, to, to uh, help doctors diagnose patients, to, to help wealth managers advise a client, to help chefs uh, you know, come up with new recipes, right? Uh, just such a broad, you know, set of capabilities that is, is available now through cognitive computing. And, and really that's our kind of goal with, with the Watson platform, right? To enable all those types of capabilities. Sure, sure. So that I, and I was intrigued, matter of fact, in one of the articles I wrote a little while ago, I sort of started it with a discussion about the, you know, the Jeopardy challenge. Mm -hmm. And one of the key things I, I think you, you zero in on is, is taking sort of human knowledge and human experience and sort of putting it into a, into a computing platform that replicates the way we learn, the way we experience uh, information and retort, you know, store it and, and be able to regurgitate it uh, when, when it's needed. So how does all this fit together relative to chatbots then? So, you know, here comes along chatbots. Obviously there's, you know, there's short little messages that come from consumers or from users and how does it all fit together? Sure. So yeah, good, good question. So kind of take everything I said and really how does, where does that apply in the, in the, in the chatbot space? Well, so, uh, you know, I mentioned understanding, reasoning and learning. And so one of the many services, one of the many Watson uh, services we have available out on the Watson cloud is a service called a uh, Watson conversation service. And that is the service that is specifically targeted, focused on uh, this type of chatbot technology that uh, developers can go and access, can, can get a free trial account and use and, and build chatbots with uh, this capability. Um, and so really there's, there's two cognitive components underlying that service. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, sort of a classifier type service an understanding of natural language and NLU type component, natural language understanding that understands what, you know, there's common industry terms of intents and entities in, in the incoming uh, utterance from the user. Um, and then there's a dialogue component. Um, and these are fairly common in chatbots, allowing you to uh, really create a conversation, create a conversational flow, right? You know, back in the Jeopardy days, that was pure question and answer, right? Right. The, you get a question and, and you provide a response, right? And that's, and that's that, right? And there's no, there's no really conversational aspect to it. What we realized, of course, was after Jeopardy is that if you're really going to build something conversational, you need much more than just pure Q&A, right? Our talking right here, right? We're, we're, we're leveraging aspects of the previous things we've said. We're, we're building on our conversation as we go along here in, in this podcast. And so similarly with, with a chatbot or a virtual agent, um, you know, we, we want to do those same things. We want to maintain the context of the conversation, learn from the conversation as it goes along, and the dialogue component uh, allows you to do that, it even allows you to create a flow, right? A lot of the things that we do for, for our customers involve, you know, uh, not just single Q&A, but, but flows, right? I mentioned a doctor diagnosing a patient or uh, a wealth manager, right, advising a client, right? So 
uh, if, if, if you're asking, you, you may ask about uh, a particular uh, product that a wealth management firm might have. And, and that might involve, you know, about three or four turns of a conversation. You might want to delve deeper. Uh, there might be different types of products that we want to, you know, look into. And so that might be a conversational flow that you can use to interact with, uh, with uh, the chatbot. Um, and one, one quick comment I'll make, you know, the term chatbot, uh, we generally don't use that term with our clients. We generally refer to these type of applications as virtual agents mm -hmm. or virtual assistants. And, and the reason is because chatbot is tends to be more of a kind of a consumer focused, you know, and we're very kind of, as, as I mentioned at the very beginning, it's an AI platform for business. And so businesses are typically thinking of this as more than just a, uh, prescriptive chatbot that may only have kind of button interactions and things like that. And, and we, we really think of this, we, our, our vision is much broader with, with, you know, natural language understanding. Right. Right. Yeah. So sometimes semantics makes a big difference. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sort of curious. I, I know I've uh, been following Watson and some of the cognitive capabilities for a few years. Um, one of your coworkers, uh, Brian Polito did it was one of our guests earlier in, in the, uh, last season. And one of the things that um, uh, he demonstrated, like you said, was a medical sort of demonstration where, um, mm -hmm. it, where it, the, the ability to ask questions, you know, do you have a fever? And then as you said, you sort of narrows it down um, to, you know, maybe some high level symptoms before actually getting maybe a PA or a doctor on the, on the line. So it's kind of interesting how, like you said, it sort of leads people through the process, you know, asking Q and A, kind of uh, experience. So I'm sort of curious, you know, are there some uh, other use cases that would be a really good example of how Watson is, is, um, is helping, you know, helping either diagnose or, or come up with solutions for people? Sure, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll try to be quick here, but I'll, I'll give, I'll give two, two examples that I think are interesting and unique. Um, one of them I spoke about at the Monage conference back in March um, which I, my, the title of my talk was the world's most complex chatbot. And uh, th this was a room full of chatbot developers and no one, after my talk, no, nobody argued my point. So I felt pretty confident about that. Um, uh, so this was an application that we did for an insurance company. And we had built, for this particular insurance company, we had already built one chatbot for their auto insurance site, where it was a classic Q&A classic, if I can use that term in this industry, I don't know, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> classic Q&A uh, virtual agent where uh, it sat alongside the application and, you know, it was embedded within the application and at any point as you went through and, and, and built your quote, right, there's this, this auto sales application. So as you, uh, as you uh, provided information uh, about your vehicles and your drivers and so forth, you could, you could ask questions along the way. Um, and then what uh, really the vision that, that we had and what this, this customer had was to really go beyond that and more, uh, more what they really wanted to do was simulate the experience of interacting with an agent, but doing that in an online channel, right? Mm -hmm. And a simple Q&A bot that sits aside a form-based application does not really do that. What you really want to do is take the form-based application and put that aside and instead replace it with a full capability virtual agent where that literally starts out asking you the questions and really mm -hmm. becomes an A and Q model, right? You know, where, where, you know, the whole, the whole process of uh, uh, 
getting an insurance uh, quote and and purchasing the quote from you know from from sales to buying to quote all happening through the virtual agent interaction, um, and that's what we ended up building. And we did that for renters insurance, um, and it was it was a very long complex process. We had to integrate a lot of back end capabilities, as you can imagine, the quote generation you know, all sorts of services along the way that the, the, the classic website used, address validation and so forth, data persistence, all of those type of things, all had to be integrated in the back in, into the Watson uh, conversation service, all kind of an end-to-end -end integration to, to make all of that happen. And this is all done uh, in, in text form, right, where somebody's typing responses and, and interacting in a dialogue, dialogue box and text, right? Yeah, yeah, great question. Yeah, so so this particular one was web-based. Um, when we work with clients, we're often looking at multi-channel implementations, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Web, mobile, um, moving into to phone, right? The, the work that Brian Polito does is is for voice and phone phone channels. Right. Uh, primarily, um, you know, we look at, you know, Facebook Messenger or other types of channels, SMS, iMessage is coming out with the iMessage for business, right? So. So broad array of channels, even the, you know, the far field devices, right? The Google Home, Alexa, right? We, we, we think about these things as multi-channel capabilities. Yeah. Right. And actually, right. One, other, one other quick uh, use case I want to mention that, that kind of illustrates that is uh, work we did with Staples, right? And Staples has their classic easy button. And I think I mentioned this at the Monage conference as well. Um, but uh, Staples came to us with this idea of really turning the easy button into an actual conversational application, right? So you could actually press the easy button and say, I want to order blue pens, right? And I need more blue pens for the office, right. right? And it would actually understand that intent, be able to map that to a SKU, be able to understand, well, what, you know, Staples has many kinds of blue pens, right? But if we take a look in your order history, we can probably figure out the one you mean um, and then uh, use that and then, and then place the order. Um, and so we built, you know, we worked with Staples to build a, uh, an easy button capability that was driven by Watson Conversation Service in the back end to understand the natural language uh, that was that for the user utterance. Wow, that sounds pretty neat. That's a great yeah. use case. Yeah, great story. Interesting. So, so if this is something that's of interest um, to the audience and they want to learn a little bit more about Watson, maybe start doing some development around it. You know, how would someone get started with, uh, with building a Watson application? Yeah, sure. Great question. So, so IBM.com slash Watson is a pretty good starting point. A uh, lot of good uh, information there. If you go to that site and you go to, there's, I think, a section called products and services. If you look at that, drop down the products and services drop down you'll see all a lot of the core uh watson services so i mentioned you know earlier it's a platform right and so we have uh, a series of, of of products and services you know i focused here on conversation service but we have uh a set of uh services around discovery um discovery news something called the knowledge studio which does custom annotations we have language translation language classification language understanding. Uh, we have a set of uh, empathy services around personality insights. We have visual recognition services. We have speech services, speech to text and text to speech. So if you kind of do you know, ibm.com slash Watson, um, go there. And then at that point, you can actually uh, set up your own uh, ID on, uh, on, on our Bluemix or what's now called our IBM cloud environment. 
and you can, you know, developers can set up accounts for free, can get uh, trial versions of any of those services for free and start building applications with them. I know from, from a, you know, a services perspective where I, where I work, the products and the, the capabilities that I build for clients often use multiple of those services. It's actually pretty rare that I'm only using conversation service in a solution, right? It's almost always combined with other, you know, multiple lots and services to really bring a full capability application. Right. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, I've participated in a number of the hackathons and seen Watson being used in, in many of the applications. So, um, Apparently, it's pretty easy to get started. So uh, that's awesome. That sounds like a great place to get. Please. Yeah, we've, we've really worked hard to get our Bluemix platform to be as easy as possible for developers. It's so developer-focused. Right. right? It's, it's really developer-focused. And that's, that's the idea. It's really make it as, as easy as possible for developers to really, you know, plug and play our, our different services into various applications. So Watson uh, won at Jeopardy. So um, is Watson back on its laurels resting or, or is it continuing <laughs> to evolve? I'm curious as to what's next. Yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah, we are constantly evolving the platform, right? It's, it's, it's changed so much between uh, then and now. And I would say in the next few years, it's going to change quite a bit, you know, in the same fashion. Um, we're, we're focusing on a lot of specific verticals, healthcare is an obvious one. We are really focusing on healthcare. We have, in fact, uh, IBM has uh, created a whole separate organization called Watson Health, based in my hometown, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, and, and really, that's that's a, a major focus for us for the future. Um, bringing different capabilities, new capabilities within the AI space, um, everything from knowledge graphs to uh, better kind of understanding, reasoning, learning capabilities, stronger machine learning capabilities within the services, I think are all kind of on, their, on the future roadmap. Um, uh, focusing more on, on verticals, uh, banking, insurance, telecom, um, uh, industrial sector, a lot of those types of uh, verticals are also kind of uh, on the roadmap. We actually have a, a new product. If you look under, if you're, you know, on the Watson site, you look for conversation service, you'll see kind of its, its sister application. We have something actually out there called the Watson Virtual Agent. And that, uh, I should just quickly mention that that product is something that will, would actually allow you to get up and running with the virtual agent probably in about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um, where you almost have to do no programming. You just kind of, it's got a whole set of built-in intents around different verticals. So I think we have telecom. I know we have insurance, banking a few others. So if you're in one of those spaces and, and maybe you don't want to do a large complex implementation, but you want to just get up and running quickly, we have that capability as well. So right. those are some of the kind of, kind of future, uh, future uh, visions and areas that we're focusing on. Uh, it sounds exciting. I, I know one of the uh, sessions, I think I'm going to pitch for the next Monage event is about uh, chatbot etiquette for the developers, which is, uh, you know, one of the one of the troubles is sometimes it's hard to tell whether or not you're talking to a machine or a person. And uh, it's, they've gotten so good, and, you know, and specifically, you know, Watson's probably one example. It's gotten so good, it's hard to tell if it's a, if a machine or a person. And you know, usually a consumer needs to know, am I, you know, am I com communicating with an automated agent or am I talking to a live person? Uh, and so it's sort of curious to see where that goes. So it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and just a quick point I'll make on that is, is 
as a company, we feel very strongly, all the work we do for clients that we are upfront about, about that. Anytime we build these type of virtual agents for our clients, uh, we, we do our best to, to not, uh, not conceal that we right, right up front. Well, I, I am a virtual agent. I'm your virtual assistant. Right. We might name them. Sometimes some clients like to give their virtual assistants a name, but whether they do or not, we still want to say up front, I'm a virtual assistant, right? I'm, I'm right. not a person. We, we, that's a very important, uh, kind of ethical consideration for us that we want to make sure that we're not, uh, not, 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 uh, uh, really hiding anything or disguising anything when we build these. Yeah, exactly. Well, great conversation. Very, very interesting stuff. And I, and once again, you know, I thought your presentation at the event was awesome and I hope you, uh, thank you. Hope you have another chance to update the rest of the industry, uh, at the next monitor event or, or others as time goes on. So Eric, I want to appreciate uh, all your time and appreciate you spending some time today. I know you're down in Mexico city and, uh, um, very much recognize you know the effort you put in and sharing your thoughts today. Thank you very much, Alan. It, it was it was great to talk to you. Great conversation. Uh, the, I'll, I'll also plug the Monage event, Jeff Pulver's event. Excellent event. A lot of diverse opinions. A lot of uh, interesting top talks on a, on, a, on a variety of topics in this kind of messaging chatbot space. Really, really great event. Yeah. Yep. And usually topped off with some uh, with a great band, which is always good fun too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's wrap up. We've got a, a few reminders to your listeners. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Always, uh, always appreciate any comments or anything you'd like to share your thoughts or suggestions. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Alan, A-L-A-N-D-Percy, P-E-R-C-Y. Uh, or you can reach Eric at uh, Eric, E-R-I-C, underscore Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. And uh, again, we very much appreciate your feedback and thoughts. And so with that, Eric, thanks for participating. And thanks to our listeners for spending some time with us today. Have a great day.